other thing too, um, you know, as far as like getting into the church, this is why I think God in his wisdom had it set up kind of that checks and balances, elders and, and evangelists, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of got that, that leadership checks and balance thing because it's important, especially when you're making bigger decisions in the church, not to have it just fall on one person. Yeah. Right. Because if it goes bad, right, then it all falls on that one person. But yes. if but if you can say, hey, you know, us as like the six leaders of this church, we sat down, maybe like whatever it is, like it's not our expertise on something. So we looked at people in the church who had an expertise in that topic and we talked to them before we made our decision. You know, we did research, we did this. Like sometimes you can't foresee everything. Mm-hmm. Right? You like you can't tell the future. So a decision might go bad or might go a little wary. But you still, when you when you look back on it, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? You still might say, well, I mean, what else was I supposed to do there? Right. You're like, I, you know, I can't mitigate every variable in I that try. situation. I overthink like a champ. Man. Yeah. I drive myself crazy. I, that's why I'm glad I'm not in some kind of faith tradition where I'm the grand poobah. I don't want that job. What do they call that? The paralysis of analysis? Yes, I have it. And I what I what I what I have learned over the years is sometimes when I when I meet with other guys and bounce things off of people, and I'm like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I would have done something really stupid if we didn't have a conversation. There's, there's, there's wisdom in that. There's safety in many counselors. It's like, you know, bounce it off of people. Find out. Let other people share that with you. And there's arrogance in the concept that, like, oh, well, you know, I'm the leader here. I'll make that decision. Yeah, right. I'm you the know. guy. Right? Yeah. I'm the alpha. I was just thinking about, you know, shower thoughts. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I was I don't know why it's just like one of those shower thought moments I had the other day when I was thinking about um, some of the guys in the Old Testament. Like when you read like when the kings came along mm-hmm. in Israel's history and you think about the good kings and the bad kings. And I'm like, you know, it'd be cool to like have a sermon about the um, the unknown leaders during that time. And I don't mean like kind of like the lesser known. I mean, like the ones that aren't named. So you're clearly kind of implying or reading in. But like, OK, so you got a bad king. Well, what about the counselors? What about the priests during that time? What about the elders of Israel during that time? Like, where were they? Where were the prophets at? Like, you know, who's mm-hmm. standing up and talking against him? And so, clearly, in the Old Testament, like, yeah, you had kings who might become more totalitarian than others, but the system was still where they had counselors, they had the priest, they right. had elders of the tribes, whatever. Like, there was still a checks and balances if they wanted it. And probably even like they had it, but they could, you know, they could trumpet back while I'm the king, I'll do what I want. Right. But, but, you know, the concept there is like, okay, so all the, all the, the weight falls on that guy for, you know, Israel going bad at this moment. But what about everybody else? Like, what were they doing to stop him? Because it's not like one person has all the power. Like, clearly, how many kings got assassinated? You know, because like they just went so bad that people were like, all right, yeah, we can't right. do this anymore. We're just going to take him out, you know, <laughs> That's a put, rough some job, new, man. put some new king in. So like, you know, as, as a, as a man getting into ministry, you can't think that, you know, everything's going to just going to be you, you know, like that's yeah. not the way God set it up because we're all infallible or we're not, we're all fallible. We're not infallible. So you can't have that arrogance. Sure. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, and if you, if you do, if you have any sense, you'll learn to be humble over time because you'll make enough mistakes. You'll be like, Yeah, so if you're going to get into ministry, let me tell you what right now, do not have thin skin. Yeah. Whatever you need to do right now, if you have thin skin, you need to work on getting the friends that you have around you to pick on you right now, mm-hmm. to thicken that skin up, to make it more like leather because 
if you come in with paper th- paper thin skin, man, you're gonna burn out. You're, you're absolutely right. When I first uh, told my home church that I wanted to go into ministry, the preacher there at the time told me basically what you just said, and I'm you know I'm like oh yeah okay whatever yeah you know because I I had no idea, <laughs> and then you're like. He was on point, as you are yeah. right now. That's exactly true. Uh, you do have to thicken that skin up a little bit, toughen up. People love, and I mean, I guess this is leadership in general, but people always criticize a leader's decision. I think in the church, too, people feel sometimes empowered. Mm-hmm. It's kind of safe. Like, if you go with your boss, like at the shipyard yeah. or the military or at, oh, you know, yeah. the department, that you the might get fired, but what's going to happen if you go with me, right, you know? I mean, it's like you can say what you want to say, and then people feel like that. And I, that, and I, I say that, you know, because maybe somebody from Olivet's watching right now. They're like, That's what, true. man? No, I, I really don't have a lot of that. I have in the past at different times in mm-hmm. different places. It happens where people feel like they can just say whatever. But um, I, I, so you really do need the thick skin because we don't have that, you know, it's like I can fire. Okay, you're fired. You can't come back to church next Sunday. I mean, that doesn't happen. This is one of the things that I talked about um, I can't remember who I was talking to. We were just talking about leadership in general. I said, mm-hmm. if you think about it, you know, the guys who are leaders in in like a church, and I mean, I know there's other nonprofit organizations, volunteers and stuff like that, but that's my experience at church, is that it's a harder way to lead than if you're a leader like in the military or something like that. Yeah. Because you could pull rank. Absolutely. Right? You could be like, okay, I heard you. Now keep your mouth shut and do your job. Right. You know, I'm tired of it. Like, we're done. Conversation's over. Try that in a church. Right. Watch that membership go down. Exactly. You know, and, and, and I mean, but it's true, though, and, it, and you shouldn't do that. I mean, that's not, right. the Bible says we don't lord it over. Exactly. You, know, you need to be people. savvy, man. You have to you have to hear people out. You have to lovingly lead. you got to mm-hmm. try to see their concerns because maybe you are making a mistake. Absolutely. I mean, I've done dumb things a couple, Ab- three times. Or more, <laughs> a couple, three times that <laughs> I know of. I've done a few. That I'm willing to admit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs>